Life's better with American Family Insurance because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit Amfem.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. That's it. There's a new member. Of the final four club, and they hail from Lubbock, Texas. Celebrating in the streets in Lubbock. Wow. Because Texas Tech Monday night will be playing for the national championship. This is the Tortillas and Takes podcast presented by Guns Up Nation. And if it isn't obvious, Albie is out today. So you're on with Jeremy Gillen and Dylan Smythe, which means that we can say whatever we want, Dylan, and Albie can't be here to criticize us. How are you doing? You know, yeah, it's uh, life's easy when Albert's not on the podcast. But uh, first of all, I, I have to say, this is probably the first podcast we've done without Albert in at least 50 episodes since last football season. It's a weird feeling. It's awkward, but I think that we can grow together. We can do this. Teamwork. Teamwork t- makes t- the dream t- work. Tough and together. <laughs> tough and together. Tortillas and takes two turnt podcast Texas Tech all good things have double T's uh, and speaking of double T's we are in week two of football after a fantastic showing against Houston last week where we have the recap podcast up and available we are now taking on a familiar although in a different sport uh, opponent and SFA Stephen F Austin um, Dylan any thoughts about SFA in general you know, I think uh, you, you can look at last year and, and maybe you want to draw comparisons to like Houston Baptist. This is not a Houston Baptist situation. And uh, Stephen F. Austin, I mean, they're in a football conference that's playing football for the first time in almost 10 years. Um, they had three wins the year, not last year, but the year before last, and then six wins last year. So a team that's on the move in the right direction, but not a contender or someone Texas Tech should be too worried about. Right, so like Dylan alluded to, this is uh, Lumberjack's team coached by Colby Carthel. Uh, if you're from Floyd Data, that may ring a bell. Otherwise, he's only in his third year now with SFA. Uh, 
Dylan mentioned it. He first year he came out in his debut three and nine. He was you know tied for eighth in the Southland Conference. He improved marginally to a six and four season, but now they're in the whack. They're in that Western Athletic Conference, who's getting football back for the first time in pretty much a decade with teams like Sam Houston, Lamar, Abilene Christian, Tarleton, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And Carthel is going to look to take a step forward with the Lumberjacks, uh, and that all got off to the right foot last weekend when they played Tarleton. It ended up being a tale of turnovers for both teams, in which SFA really edged out Tarleton at the last bit of it. Um, so to recap, really, there's a lot of tension in the first quarter. It seemed like Tarleton was getting the better of SFA with early forced fumble on SFA's first drive. That led to a Tarleton touchdown. And then later in the first quarter, Tarleton's quarterback, Stephen Duncan, threw an interception, which led to an SFA touchdown. And round and round, we kind of went. Uh, but Tarleton's 10 points in the first half was all they would get for the whole game. Uh, SFA really did a good job at bouncing back from an early deficit. Uh, and the two turnovers that they gave up, they forced three of their own turnovers. They really locked down on defense. Um, the Lumberjacks spread wealth on offense. Uh, Dylan, any thoughts about their game against Tarleton? Does the buck score or the kind of the eye test give you any hesitation about this team? Well, I think uh, anytime you give the ball away twice and only give up 10 points, you're probably pretty happy with that. Um, so I think their defense played pretty well. Granted, it's Tarleton State. Um but their defense played really well. Still not something I'm sweating when it comes to Texas Tech. Um, but I, I'm more looking forward to a game where we'll maybe see some extra Red Raiders, some bonus Red Raiders down in like the garbage time. Hey, man, uh, Tarleton could be an in-state conference rival for them soon. So this, this is a big. This could be a big game for them. Good win for SFA. Good win they're, for SFA. They're replacing uh, a Texas rivalry. <laughs> there you go. This is the new hey. UTA&M. There it is. There it is. Um, Yeah. So, I mean, a couple of notable players that they've had, uh, they have this season that played well in the game against Tarleton. Uh, Miles Reed, really number one for them right now. Uh, Running back had 71 yards on 19 carries and a touchdown. SFA did a lot more running than they did passing in that game, which is something to look out for. We can kind of dive into that. And even though they ran more than they passed, SFA's quarterback, uh, Trey Self, had himself really a strong day. He led the Jacks offense. He had, you know, 18 of 26 attempts completed, 235 yards, passing for a touchdown. And he also remained semi-mobile, 47 yards on 11 carries. Uh, And he had no turnovers, which, like you said, as a team, two turnovers and only 10 points and none of those turnovers coming from your quarterback. That's pretty solid. What do you think about this guy? Uh, yeah, I mean, from the limited stuff that I've seen, he seems like a decent quarterback. He's got three years starting at SFA, so, it, you know, at least he's familiar with the system. But, uh, yeah, I, the the trend remains the same. I don't expect much from him. But, uh, you know, what surprises me, you mentioned Miles Reed. SFA's got a guy named Dalion Ward in the backfield. <laughs> Once upon familiar? a time, led Texas Tech in rushing as a true freshman. Um. Yeah, kind of surprising. See, he only got five carries for 14 yards in that game. Really an interesting trend that we seem to be going at here of playing teams with uh, ex-Red Raiders. Um, so do we think that DeLeon Ward will make an appearance at the uh, two deep, or is he going to ride the bench for this game? <laughs> I would I would hope that he would play. Uh, you know, uh, who knows? I mean, Tazon Henry wasn't in the two deep for Houston, but he played, so you never know. <laughs> You never know. Might as well play him against his uh, his previous alma mater. Um, any more? Uh, any other standout players for you on this SFA team? You know their their receiver. I think is probably the best player on their offense, Xavier Gibson. Now he didn't show up 
on the box score very much last uh, last week. He was three catches for 48 yards, did score one touchdown, but he's kind of the guy on the offense who's their clear leader. He spent two years at, uh, with the same quarterback who's been there for three years, so there's obviously a connection there. I think between that connection between that quarterback and receiver went for 1,700 yards and 16 touchdowns in the last two seasons between Xavier Gibson and uh, the quarterback's name. You got it. Trey Sell. Trey there Self. it is. There it is. <laughs> I was hoping you were just ready for it, but there I it was. is. I was, I was waiting. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, we can not We can never downplay a quarterback-wide receiver connection, especially when it spans across a couple years. Um, <clears throat> stuff like that is gold, especially when a game gets in a rut or you kind of stall in the offense. Um, those are the things you can really rely on to – maybe break you out of that pressure, maybe swing momentum back your way. But like you said, he didn't really show up in the first game. Who actually did show up was Mo Wetman, 73 yards, uh, three only three grabs and 73 yards. Big play guy for them last week against Tarleton. He was really one of eight different receivers to catch a pass himself last uh, on last weekend. It really shows that their passing attack right now is just pretty balanced. I feel like Self feels like he can go out there and pass to any one of his guys uh, and that they'll, they're reliable receivers. Again, it's Tarleton. We don't know what we can really expect of their defense. In retrospect, maybe five, six games down the road, we can better analyze it. But there's no reason to do that. Um, but, we, you know, Mo Wedman's another guy to watch out for uh, among their receiving core. Now, defensively, SFA did a really good job of holding Tarleton to 10 points. Like you said, two turnovers. Uh, you know, one went for a touchdown. The other ended up only, you know, being a field goal. Uh, but SFA... SFA held Tarleton, Tarleton, especially in the second half, two big eggs in the third and the fourth quarter. Is there anybody in this defense that stands out to you? Yeah, I don't remember this guy at Baylor, but he's a Baylor transfer, BJ Thompson. Uh, He's been there. This is his second year there. Uh, Last season, he had six and a half sacks and eight and a half tackles for loss for them last year. So the dude lived in the backfield for that team. Uh, I think week one, he had a sack and a half and a tackle for loss. So that trend has continued. And so if I'm looking at our offensive line, which actually struggled last week against U of H, I want to see our offensive line handle this dude. Yeah, B.J. Thompson, big 6'6", 210 pounds for SFA, uh, coupled alongside the other guy in the end, Ahmad Murray, 6'3", 245. Um, these are two guys that really showed up for SFA last week against Tarleton, put a lot of pressure on the quarterback, and uh, ended up getting one and a half sacks apiece. Now, if we back up uh, to the defensive back side, the people who actually led the team in tackles last week were Miles Hurd and Takai Lloyd. Both defensive backs, both got six solo tackles. Now, I've said on previous podcasts where we've kind of analyzed defensive back efficiency and stuff like that, uh, if a defensive back is leading your team in tackles, now one game, you know, 10 games, whatever, that means one of two things to me. One, the opponent you're playing, we'll just, you know, by the one game basis, the opponent you're playing really isn't running the ball. Um, And the way that this game trends, it seems to be the case, especially with the way that Murray and um, Thompson were getting a lot of pressure on the quarterback, didn't really have a lot of time to sit back in there and throw. Um, So, uh, excuse me, didn't have a lot of time to, uh, you know, they didn't have, they didn't have an opportunity to get their running game up and going because of the pressure that SFA was applying. And so forcing them into more of a passing situation, that definitely can lead you to getting better tackle, uh, more tackling opportunities for your defensive backs. Now, the other part, the not so good part, if defensive backs are leading your team in tackles is that the front 
you know, the front and middle, uh, the first two levels of your defense are not performing well. And um, your defensive backs have to be one to clean that up. Now, it's hard to tell because of the way Charlton plays. But I think that for SFA is going to get exposed a lot more this week when they face... um, uh, you know, not an offensive line like ours. I wouldn't say that, but they face a much more potent run game with kind of like this three-headed monster that we've got going on, and a passing game that's a lot more prolific and dangerous uh, at multiple levels of the field. So, um, you know, with that being said, we kind of have a general picture of SFA. Again, this is one year, guys. This is one year in Carlfo's third year leading SFA. This is a year after the pandemic. You know, there's a lot of questions on both sides of the ball for a lot of teams around the country. Um, so this is a very small picture of what SFA has to show. But they are coming to Lubbock, Texas, Saturday night. It's a night game, 6 p.m. Pack really excited. For, back to we're gonna pack the Jones. Um, tweeting out a super cool video that our graphic designer and visual masterpiece artist has created for us. We'll we'll tweet that out later. Uh, what is today? Thursday, uh, Thursday night, we tweeted that out. Um, so I guess we really just have to wonder. We we just got to get into the we got to get into the good questions, Dylan. We have to have we got to get into like what is this game going to look like? Because the way you see it, can Stephen F. Austin pull off an upset? No. Okay. <laughs> According to ESPN, they have a 0.4% chance. Right. So there's no betting line here, folks. Uh, right now, I think in my memory, this is the largest. I mean, this is the smallest percentage that a team has had. Uh, against, I mean, I think even Houston Baptist was like a couple of percent, but this is the smallest percentage that a team has come in to the Jones in my memory on ESPN's metric. But this um, isn't Houston Baptist. SFA is, is not doing things that no other football team in the country uh-uh. are doing. You mm-hmm. know, this is not, yeah. Yeah, and so uh, Zappy was a unicorn for sure and somebody who uh, is excelling a lot better than people expected him to, especially us in that game. Good Lord. I would love to see uh, what they're going to do, with how they're going to do at what Western Kentucky this year. Yeah. That's interesting. West, Western Kentucky picking up the like the, the quarterback of the decade for their program. Um, okay. But let's, I mean, let's get into some good questions about this game. Let's, 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 let's keep it fun for a second. Let's get, let's dive real deep. Uh, who do you think is going to have a bigger game offensively? Ezukama or Taj Brooks? I'm going to go with Taj Brooks, A, because he's my boy, and B, because I expect uh, starters to be out. Like, like especially starters with a little bit of injury history, I don't think they're going to play a lot in this game. You know, maybe Sir okay. Roger Thompson's ready to go in this game. I don't expect to see him very much, even if he so, is ready to go. Yeah, so the update there, folks, is that... Uh Thompson is clear to play, clear for contact. Wells kind of came out earlier this week and said, you know, they're going to they're going to do what is best for Thompson. There's really no reason to play him for this game or even next game. Um, we should have it in hand with the running backs that we have in there. Now, if Thompson feels A-plus, ready to go, he's been practicing well, you know, that kind of stuff, then you, you can expect to see him. But we won't know that until, you know, game time. And, he's, uh, you know, we see him put the helmet on and trot on the field. Uh, I, I bet but, he takes a drive or two. You know, like even if he is healthy or, you know, I, I bet they just give him a drive or two and then say, all right, you're done. Yeah, he just breaks off one 70-yard yeah. run for touchdown. It's, it's like, like okay. all right. Chill out, bro. Get, get out. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm gonna actually go. Um, I'm gonna go Ezukama just because I do not think that SFA's defensive backs are that good. I think that Tarleton's quarterback was just that bad, and uh, I expect for that um, uh, Shuck Ezukama, the Shuck Easy, uh, Shuck Easy, or should it be Easy Shuck? 
I don't know. Uh, uh, it's I don't, horrible. Easy either, shuck it, is awful, <laughs> first of all. It's, it's horrible either <laughs> way you slice it. Um, but that connection, I, I expect the I expect Columbia to exploit that connection well through the first and second quarter. But that being said, I mean, how many quarters do we expect to uh, to be played before we see Henry Columbia come back out and lead this offense? You know, uh, I, I haven't seen, when's the last time Texas Tech absolutely demolished someone who we were supposed to? You know, it really hasn't happened in yeah. a while. I think maybe I can think of an SFA game when I was in school. Or not SFA. Yeah, Texas State, Texas State back in uh, like 2012, 13, and it was like 66-10. to 10. We, we demolished Sam Houston when I was in school. But anyways, we, we typically don't demolish the teams we're supposed to. So I'm going to say maybe the third or fourth quarter before you see Henry Columbia. Not that I think this game will be in jeopardy, but I don't think we'll be comfortable for a while. Right. And so you bring up a good point. Uh, The the past couple of years, we have not, and Albert mentioned it about, um, in our Big 12 podcast, about Tom Herman. And the biggest problem he had was playing down to his opponents. And I think that's something similarly that we have experienced at Tech in the past you know, number of years that we have continually will play up to opponents, we'll play down to opponents, we'll roll over for Oklahoma or whatever. Um, but there's not this consistent level of competition uh, where we are just blowing out people we should be blowing out and we are playing people well that we should be playing well. Uh, and so with that being said, uh, we'll start with the offense. What do you what do you want to see from the offensive side of the ball this week as we're playing a team that is really logistically on paper and by the eye test, no threat to us. Um, you know, what do you want to see from this offense? I think I just want to see disciplined football. Um, first of all, I want to see the offensive line perform. We mentioned they actually have two decent pass rushers. Um, should be easier pass rush than what they faced last week. So you would think that they should excel in this moment. So I want to see our, our offensive line really protect, whether it be our first or second stringers. I want to see our offensive line protect the quarterback. I want to see undisciplined football. You know, less flags, the better. Let's let's play a clean football game, you know. Uh, and, and then if we could, you know, continue to control the ball. I mean, Tyler Shuck, probably the best thing he did last week was not throw an interception. So... Whatever you can do to, to keep the ball. Yeah, I like that. Uh, especially with Shuck, I think that this whole Shuck offensive line combination of, um, you know, last week with Houston, Shuck found himself in a lot of position or a lot of times in the position of, you know, trying to run for his life or survive, you know, a collapsing uh, pocket. And that this would be a really good week for the offensive line to jive together to be coached up to take their assignments like last week oh my gosh how many times do we see somebody not pick up you know their dude and it's just an easy sack you know houston uh collected a number of sacks they just probably shouldn't have you know just fundamentally speaking and so i think i think you're right that this is a really good opportunity for the offensive line to just recalibrate to this is a good team that they should handle who has a good you know good competition between murray and thompson um should provide enough of strain to be like okay you can't fall asleep like you got to be aware pick up your guys, protect the quarterback, and then allow Shuck to really like rack up the yards and round to spread the wealth. Uh, so I like that. Uh, any word for uh, wide receivers? Uh, I want to see I want to see a heavy dose of Miles Price. Okay, that would make me really happy if if you know you know he didn't get a whole lot of play against U of H. I, th- I suspect he will in this game. Um, yeah, let, let me get some Miles Price action, and then I'll be happy. I like that. For me, yeah, especially 
With the team that we're playing, I think that this is a really good opportunity to spread the wealth around for a number of receivers that we have on the depth chart, um, especially a lot of guys who have come in um, and a lot of guys who are like uh, just kind of have been on our roster and really haven't gotten a lot of play time. Oh, I'd love um, to good. see Mason Tharp, a Mason Tharp appearance. He had a drop, I think, in the U of H game. Yeah. It was kind of disappointing. I would love to right. see I, a, some redemption from him. That was a third down. Was that the third down? He dropped it, and we had and to it was punt like it right in the numbers, right in his chest. And it was right there, yeah. <laughs> and I had tweeted about it, and um, somebody came back and he was like, "Oh, he's just a freshman. He'll learn." I'm like, oh, "I know. He will remember that drop." And yep. you're like, "I cannot let that happen again." So yeah, let's so let's let him redeem himself. Let's let's throw to more tight ends this game. Let's just have a tight end bonanza. That was fun uh, when we've done that in the past. Uh, yeah, really nothing special, I think, offensively side of this ball. I think that something that we need to improve on from Houston is just um, being efficient from the get-go, you know? It's just coming out, having a set plan, and executing well and getting points on the board early. You know, zero points in the first quarter, although Houston had the ball for the most of the first quarter last last week. Getting uh, getting some points on the board, board uh, early and often is going to help kind of keep that Red Raider crowd around and get excited and have the, you know, have the Jones kind of bouncing the way that I know a lot of players and the coaches want it to be bouncing. And so switching to the other side of the ball defensively, uh, after a stellar second half last week, what are you looking for this week against a much less, uh, at least again, by the eye test and by paper, uh, much less threatening team in SFA? You know, if I could see two things, I'd be really happy. I think it'd be a really good indication of the season going forward. If we could have a consistent pass rush, we had a pass rush in the second half against U of H. I want a pass rush from down one, you know, like let's just bother that quarterback. If we could bother that quarterback, I'd be really happy. Um, Second is turnovers. Now I'm not asking for four turnovers. The most we've had since I think we played SMU a long time ago. Um, yeah, if we could, you know, continue the trend and force one or two turnovers and then do that again next week, we would be in a very good place headed into that Texas game. Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that turnover, I think especially with Coach Jones, and I'm just going to continue to put Coach Jones on a pedestal, um, but the way that Coach Jones really coached up the defensive backs, guys, we had f- four turnovers in a game. Like, don't, like it's just he's right about it. It does not happen often. That is a good coaching job and a lot of effort from the guys, uh, linebackers and defensive backs. And I just really happy with the way that that's turned out. So hopefully just some consistency and turnovers will be a really good thing to see, especially against, you know, teams that we should be getting turnovers against, uh, players that we should be putting pressure on. But for me, I want to see, uh, coach Patterson dial up a lot more blitzes early. You know, I think something Dylan or uh, Albie has complained about is how lackadaisical Patterson has been about dialing up blitz plays, you know, because when he does, they work. But then when he doesn't and the pass rush doesn't do anything, you get frustrated. And then suddenly the pass rush does something. So then you're afraid that Patterson's not going to go back to a blitz package. Um, I would like to see. A lot of crazy packages out there. Blitz, blitz Eric Monroe, man. Blitz, blitz some defensive backs. Do some kind of crazy rodeo Texas stuff. I want a Reggie uh, Pearson sack. Reggie Pearson sack. As wild as you can make it, Patterson. Make it wild. Make it fun. Uh, we're gonna hopefully pack the Jones on Saturday. It's gonna be a night game. Let's have a lot of fun for the first full football game back. Uh, you know, first full stadium back football in Lubbock, Texas. Um, and so, kind of wrapping it up here. I would do players of the game, but when I, I don't really expect anybody to play this game fully, um, what is, 
<laughs> I, I don't know, man. What do you do? Uh, should we just jump into the prediction? I got, I got a surprising player who I think might end up playing a bunch. Okay. Uh, yeah, I got something for you. Uh, I I'm, I mentioned Todd Brooks. It's not Todd Brooks. I think this might be the game we see Chad Townsend from Alabama. The Alabama transfer. He's been. Uh, I think he was returning kicks or punts last week. I think this could be a game where you see a heavy dose of Chad Townsend. So that would be. Uh, I think that would be fun. I you know we haven't really gave him a fair shake yet. I like that. I really do like that. I think that uh, Chadarius Townsend was somebody I was excited to, about coming here. Uh, not only is he from Alabama, or you know, from the Alabama football team, uh, just he's a he's a tremendous athlete, and so it was kind of a bummer to see him in that Houston game only returning. Um, so maybe this is the game that he can really show out and show that he should be in the uh, well, I guess three deep for this one, because that third, I think that third spot. Oh, I think that third spot is kind of like the. We who do, who really sits there, right? Between one and two, it's like Taj Brooks and Roderick Thompson. In that third spot, I feel like you know can be a little more. And Shadarius is certainly kind of on the lower end of that because he doesn't really get a lot of time in run formation. But if we can see more run formation from him this week, then that kind of I think helps kind of start pushing up at guys like Xavier White and stuff like that. I got one on defense for you too. Now, bring it on! I'm calling for a Seth Collins interception. Wow. Yeah. Seth. Okay. The the veteran, the seven-year man playing his third position in college football, Seth Collins interception. Put it on the books. Put it on the books, guys. Seth Collins gets an interception, and Dylan Smythe will cut his hair. Good job, everybody. Uh, <laughs> okay. Well, I'll be looking out for that. My wife and I are going to be there in person. So as soon as that happens, uh, boy, I'm going to go buy a beer or something. That'll be so cool. Uh well, I mean, let's just wrap it up right now because we are a lot farther than I thought we would be in this for just SFA. Um, prediction, I mean, the game line, like you said, there's nothing out there right now. SFA has a 0.4% chance to win. Do with that what you want. Uh, what do you think the final score ends up being? Do we take this game as a let's just respectably get ahead far enough and then just run the clock out? Or do we take this game like Ole Miss took it to uh, who they played? Um, I am blanking. Uh, and just ap- absolutely throttle, like refuse to let up off the gas. No, I think we actually, I have a feeling we get started slow and then we pull away and then we see some backups. Um, so I don't know if you ask me for a score, maybe like uh, 35 to 13. 13. So you expect them to get some points out there. Yeah. I mean, I think we will see some, you know, it would be garbage time points, some of them, but Okay. Okay. I have a little more faith in the depth of our defense, everybody. So I'm going to go more of a homer pick and maybe we get 45 and they get three off of a really cool field goal from like 40 yards. A double doink. Just (laughs) just (laughs) an absolute miracle. And SFA gets some, uh, get some points on Texas tech, but, uh, yeah, that wraps it up. I think that SFA may be a quality opponent in the WAC, but it's going to be a really good game for all of our positions to kind of fine-tune things uh, again before another tuning week, before our big game against hopefully walking in 3-0, and uh, ready to fight against Texas. Um, Dylan, do you have anything to say to the folks? Bananas are an excellent source of potassium. That is true. I've heard that's true. Also, the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. Oh, and yeah. So for, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, for Dylan Smythe, for Jeremy Gillen, for Albie, who's celebrating his wife's birthday, uh, this has been the Tortillas and Takes podcast. 
Stay wrecked, people. Sports Social Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.